beach, boogie boards and a sizzling barbie. It's Petra's Christmas Caravan on Newstalk ZB. It's Christmas in New Zealand and the time is right For saying I love you and watching stars at night For barbecues and swimming out across the bay How lovely to spend Christmas in the Kiwi Way This is what I call Christmas. I am at a beach somewhere in New Zealand this evening. A classic Kiwi beach underneath a Bahutakawa tree. I am sitting in my caravan, which we've turned into a makeshift radio studio for the next hour. The family are playing outside. I think it's some sort of made up ball game by the looks and essentially I'd like to spend the next hour with you. You might even be able to hear waves if you listen hard enough or the coming and going of people as they fire up their barbecues and play their beach cricket. And essentially uh, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Hopefully you've been wished that many times today and hopefully you've eaten yourself silly and are resting and relaxing and the news at six o'clock will be largely empty. I've got a couple of real treats for you. Tammy Nielsen, I've actually asked you to come and sing a song with us and yeah, a couple of other people. So hopefully, um, in fact, I can see just walking. Hey, Tim, this is perfect. Um, Tim Roxburgh, ZB host, author of the Roxburgh Report and a man who knows his music. G'day, g'day. How's it going? Yeah, good, come on in. Oh, thank hey, you. Hey, Merry Christmas. Nice caravan, You're, Merry Christmas to you. It's actually perfect timing. I've yeah. just, um, just been saying what a beautiful day and what a, what a fine time to do some relaxing. And you are the man who knows about Christmas music and Christmas holiday spots. Well, well, maybe I'm, I'm one of the people who know about that sort of, sort of stuff, but yeah. yeah. Hey, but, um, uh, do, you, do you holiday at beaches much? Um, well, uh, yes, I love the beach. And I grew up in Malaysia when I was um, a kid. I had seven years there in the 80s. So I have these memories of this blinding white sand, which I then realised when I was older would have been the island of Redang. And it just had the most beautiful white chalk sand and then the deep green of the jungle. And so that was imprinted on me as a child. And then so, yeah, I'm always, I'm always drawn. I'm not so much a black sand guy. Yeah. And I think that's because for a lot of us, you, you, you feel that pull back to the things you loved as a kid. So I'm, I feel that pull to the more white sand beaches. Can I offer you some LMP or something a little bit more uh, exotic? Look, an, an LMP um, right now I think will be fantastic. Yeah. Um, hey. I can open this now. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do it. Thanks for um, calling in on your Christmas Day. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Good to see you. What, yeah. what kind of a year has it been for you? Um, it's been uh, it's been a crazy year. I guess it's been a crazy year for the world. I was in the US during the election, yeah. and um, I actually thought I was going to have a heart attack. I, I feel comfortable saying that now. <laughs> I wasn't sure whether I should reveal it. Um, at the time, I, I was so uh, just on that night, on election night. The, the rest of the time, I, I was I, we were having the most amazing time traveling across the US. But on election night, we were at dinner with friends, me and my girlfriend. The TV was on in the background. And I could see that the swing states were, were going, uh, maybe not the way I hoped. And, uh, and I'd never felt so worried for the world. It was kind of a, and I know there'll be people listening going, oh, you idiot. Um, but, but I'd never felt, felt it kind of physically, that, that kind of worry for the world. So um, the, there was some tight chestedness. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a weird feeling, isn't it? <laughs> when you realize actually something that's happening and is out of your control is having this physiological mm. impact on your being yeah. like your body is actually oh hello good day um, um, Tim hello. this is Hamish hello Hamish how you doing good how are you yeah yeah we're just having a, a yarn about 2016 oh, you're in the caravan yeah, yeah. Coffee as well? um, I think Alan P he's on the Alan P thanks Alan P is good this is going to keep me going but um, I, that night I sent a message to, um, to Pam Corkery who's a dear friend of mine and she said do not be a silly boy and ruin your trip um, for your lovely girlfriend by stressing too much about something that's out of your control. Hey, um, we're talking summer playlist. Yeah. Um, how, what do you reckon? These days there's so many options. I'm not sure what the average News Talk ZB listener mm. likes, how they like to consume their music, other than obviously this fine radio station. That's right. But how do you make a playlist for summer? Do you have one? Well, I have multiple ones. Since I was a kid, I always made playlists based on the people I was going to be with. 
and trying to impress them the most. Nice. Um, so you, whether it, it was the twelve-year-old boys or the fourteen-year-old girls or the sixteen-year-old. Yeah. Well, that's right, and it was also. I mean, it was, I, I think it's okay to say it was also. You know, if you're hanging out with like your cool Polynesian friends when yeah. you were like in sixth and seventh form. Yeah. And I always loved um, R and B and soul and and, and some hip hop. So you'd, you'd make sure that when you're making your mixtape, there would be some of those songs so that you'd impress them, because nice. that was that was always a good feeling when you're <laughs> a so little ha- white lad. Yeah. So have you, have you got a steer? Where can we find some great great tunes this summer? Well, this summer, um, I guess. Okay. So so if if I was uh, hanging out with you guys, yeah. and I, I would think, okay, in the caravan at the beach, I would think, okay, maybe I'm going to have a, a cross section of music. So. Summer songs, for a lot of people, you do actually like specific summer mentions. Um, And so things like Summer Breeze by the Isley Brothers, the the original version by Seals and Crofts is very nice, but the Isley Brothers turned it into this ridiculous um, Hendrix-esque guitar workout at the end. And and while while still being true to the melody, um, and I like covers which are true to the melody, sometimes when, when bands remake famous songs, they think... Maybe I'll, I'll mess with the the, the Don't chorus mess with line. the melody. Don't, me- <laughs> Don't mess with the bit that made it the famous song. Exactly, and and I've heard that with with a lot of covers yeah. um, by very good singers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and they thought we'll we'll we need to do something different. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. But they don't realise you can do something different while still honouring the melody. So I, the Isley Brothers' um, "Summer Breeze" is, is an absolute must. So I put that on the mixtape uh, for you. Okay, awesome. Do you want a few more? Yeah. Uh, well, so in the summertime is kind of a more kind of a quirky one, which, which I think it's good that it's such a short song because um, that kind of uh, almost novelty sounding song, Mungo Jerry, um, you you don't want to go too long, but it's fun for a summertime occasion. There is something about a summer playlist where, when you hear the tracks that you played, summer of twenty sixteen, yeah, and it might be I don't know a long time later, you can draw on the memories yeah. of that summer. So creating memories is a beautiful mm. thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I was talking about this on ZB the other day that in this day and age of of say Spotify or you know where you can have just such massive playlists mm. um, that you're not necessarily creating those memories um, that are attached to the music. Yeah. So that. Five years down the line, yeah. when you hear that song, you're like, "Ah, oh, that's, right. that's right. We were, you know, Riding. we were in, in Taupo, or, yeah. or that's right, we were at Taupo Bay in Coromandel, or, or yeah. wherever it is." Hey, two more questions. I've been. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to ask you. I think I might ask everybody today. Mm. This is this is really putting you on the spot, so it's not really fair. Tell me something you like or love about yourself. Ooh. Oh, I thought it was going to be something I could criticise about myself, and there's there's a lot of yeah. That we, I think we do that too easily, and I think um, as Kiwis we don't really celebrate. I'm a bit neurotic, so okay. So what do I, <laughs> and I worry a lot? So what do I like about myself? Which um, means you care. Well, yeah, I I try to be empathetic, and and that was something uh, I, that my parents really taught me, and a lot of conversations as an adult with my dad, I've tried to be empathetic. You know, so to try and. Try and understand where people I really disagree with are coming from. So see it from their perspective, even if you don't agree with them. Yeah, uh, but also, also, you know, taking away sort of differences of opinion, that, that to try and be empathetic to people who are, who are struggling or, you know, just to, just to try and sort of understand why, not to just... People are very obsessed in this day and age of, I like straight talkers, and they're, they're no-nonsense, and they tell it like it is. Now, oftentimes when we say that people tell it like it is they're really telling it like it isn't um and it's very easy to have a very snappy little line about something mm-hmm. and then people go yeah you're telling it like it is but but it, it might it might be fairly shallow thinking so so to to not worry about whether people think i tell it like it is or not and um and to go okay so this is the situation you're in let's try and figure out all the layers of why mm. um so i try to be empathetic maybe awesome. that's a good thing I think that's a great thing. Can I ask you something you love about your life right now, this summer, 2016? Um, What's something you're really happy with? Yeah, well, I'm very, very thrilled that um, I've got my lovely girlfriend, who we yes. mentioned before, so so that's lucky. Um, I don't think that's lucky. I think, uh, that's, I think that's good planning. Will, will she mind? I think it's okay. We went to high school together, <gasps> and um, and then we lost touch in our early 20s, and we reconnected a, a year and a half ago. Oh, that's awesome. So so I feel very, um, very, very thankful for that. that yeah, that, that's cool. And, and then as far as um, professionally, you know, I was, always wanted to... Um, work in radio and, and then something else was that I always wanted to travel and and I've been very lucky through travel writing to go to places and have adventures because I, I never want to stop having adventures. I was in the Solomon Islands this year and China and um, Hawaii and Australian outback and you know the things that 
having a mud bath in the Australian outback with this eccentric couple who were about 80. And um, I was like, this is so strange. Cool. I, I Do you recommend this. it? Yes. It was, yeah. it was very relaxing. Yeah. Very silky mud. <laughs> um, so good, good for the Australian skin. Australian outback mud. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad to hear that you're living the, the dream and they're your dreams that you're living, not somebody else's. That's very cool. Can you recommend a song we could play now, like a mm. Christmas summer song? Yes. Oh, a Christmas Something. summer song. Oh, okay, just Christmas then. I'm not okay. going to make it too hard because the rest of the world, it's winter. Yes. Okay. Um, let, let me rattle off a couple and then you, you let, let's see. Um, Celebrate Me Home is a dark horse one for me, yeah. um, which is not so well known by Kiwis, but it's by Kenny Loggins. Yeah. And it doesn't mention Christmas, but it says Home for the Holidays. And, um, and, it, and it is about you know that somebody who's on the road a lot and then is, is back home for the holidays. And it's a beautiful piece of blue-eyed soul. I love that. As far as, I guess, something that's uh, um, unquestionably Christmassy, um, I like Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and the Christmas song, even though it's not relevant for New Zealand with chestnuts roasting on an open fire. That um, the Christmas song and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas have got such timeless melodies as well. And, uh, and the Christmas song, by the way, was written during a heat wave. So maybe it does apply for New Zealand. Cool. It was during an incredibly hot American summer. And um, I believe Mel Torme co-wrote it and him and the chap he co-wrote it with were sweltering in the heat. Yeah. And like, well, what's something we can do to make us feel cooler and being there in the Northern Hemisphere? They thought, okay, well, let's write about Christmas and, and snow. And then, so they wrote it in the middle of summer, so maybe, maybe it's yeah, perfect there you for New go. It relates to us. Let's play that one. Okay. Hey, thanks for calling in. No worries. Merry Make, Christmas. Good to see you. Merry Christmas yeah, to you. Yeah, get that LMP down, yeah. Get it down, yeah. <laughs> we are not sponsored, by the way, just in case you're wondering. Togs, Tinsel and Tobars. It's Petra's Christmas Caravan on Newstalk ZB. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe Make the season bright Tiny tots With their eyes on a glow Will find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa is on his way Lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly So I'm offering this simple phrase Kids from one to ninety-two. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. Love and joy come to you and to you. Christmas too and God bless you and send you a happy new year and God send you a happy new Okay, hey guys, come on and carry that. Hey, come and join me for a minute, because I know you guys have been very kind to let me work for an hour. 
and this is your caravan after all. Mm-hmm. So basically, because I'm making this radio show and hanging out with Kiwis on their Christmas evening, I thought you might like to say Merry Christmas to Merry people. Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas, Merry, everybody. Merry Christmas. And we have got caravans, and we do caravanning, so I thought maybe you could tell us about, um, have you got any good caravan memories? What do you reckon, Thea? They're flapping annoying mosquitoes. Yeah, okay, there are <laughs> mosquitoes. A pain. Yeah, that's a but pain. Let's not talk about the bad stuff. <laughs> Probably like snuggling up when it's raining. Yeah, and just having like breakfast nice. in the caravan or snuggling that's into mum and dad's nice. bed. Yeah, stories. Yeah, in that's and fun, like, isn't it? Reading books out loud is fun. Yeah, because we do sometimes take a series like we did start of the Harry Potter Harry series, Potter? didn't we? Yeah. And the How to Train a Dragon series, and it's quite fun at night or if it's kind of a cloudy day. Just yeah. one of the mum or dad reading out loud. Sit in yeah. bed and read your book. What do you reckon? What what else is cool about caravans? Because they're quite small. Being in the caravans kind of fun because there are lots of things you can do in caravans like fold out tables, lie in bed. You can literally do whatever you want with caravans. Yeah. Well, welcome to have a drink when you're at work. Ooh. Obviously, it's a little bit of a <laughs> taste of LMP at summer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was an enthusiastic LMP opening. Oh, nice. It, at least it went on your shorts. I'm soaked. Uh, you're soaked in sugary goodness. Not that sugar is good. Dude, you might want to go change Oh, I'm so full from Maybe Christmas later. lunch. Just squish a that bit of it. That turkey is so good, though. <laughs> Thank you, son. <laughs> it's like the first turkey, I think. I think usually your mum does the turkey, doesn't she, Hamish? Yeah. Yeah, she does. So I've learnt the secret family recipe. I, I thought it. it was my food bag. It was. Well, okay, so <laughs> Nadia helped me with my secret turkey. The secret uh, food bag but recipe. I think, think Jillian was in there as well. Yeah, sure. For people who don't know, I do think that one of our favourite things as a family in the caravan is that all five of us are in this one bedroom and every you fold out, you get rid of the table and you fold out the couch and everybody going to sleep. It takes a couple of nights to get used to everybody's different breathing and snoring things the only bad thing is my bed is about as wide as the only say. it's like a chopstick mm, it's about as wide as a snoring. chopstick yeah it's really thin and it, hard it's super fun because you're never alone when you wake up you're like hi somebody's there to talk to what about yeah. going to the moon the night oh that's horrible <laughs> <laughs> like you have to walk outside and your feet are all wet in the grass and the grass clippings stick to your feet and you have to like tiptoe your way along to the long drop and then it's dark and boom crack lightning shadows on the wall oh <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a scene from a movie you're great at storytelling so what are you looking forward to in summer holidays? I like waterfalls. So you want to go for a walk to a waterfall? We can do that. Fishing for life. You don't want to go fishing? What Anything about you, Josh? but fishing. Okay, awesome. We've got summer sorted. I catch the fish, he eats them. Jude wants to read and read yeah, and read 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 and read. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, spud cannon. Yeah, so we can fire them spuds. Fire them potatoes for all the year. Hey, look, you get back to your game and I will get back to the hard Throw work the cleaning the caravan. <laughs> Bye. I've got, to get, got to make this look pretty for Tammy Nielsen. She's an award-winning New Zealand music artist. Ouch! Coming in to play us a song. Theo, thanks heaps for not Bye. spilling your drink. Bye. See ya. Goodbye. Hey, Mushy, can you throw the barbie on? Yeah, no worries. What do you feel like? Just, a, I'd like it hot. <laughs> okay, I'm on it. Anything, bacon, sausage, I don't mind. You oh, choose. Sunscreen, sand and sunshine. It's Petra's Christmas Caravan on Newstalk ZB. G'day. Hello. G'day. Oh, g'day. Hi, Petra. I'm Chase. Hi, Chase. I was just talking to Hamish on the beach and he uh, told me to come up and have a yarn with you. Oh, sweet. Nice outfit. Hang on. Um, (laughs) Actually, the dress code in here is a little bit more than that. Just uh, come and and grab a seat, I think. Thank you. Put a towel down there. Yeah, you're sweet. Don't mind the sandy feet. That's all good. So, um... No prizes for guessing you're a surf lifesaver based on the gears. Ah, that's right, yes. How long, how long have you been surf lifesaving? I have been involved for 18 years. Whoa! And um, lifesaving for about 14. Yeah. So why did Hamish send you over, just to give me a... Yeah, I was just having some good chats with him on the beach and, yeah. um, and you know, talking about lifeguarding and summer and things like that. And um, he just um, pointed out that you're up here yeah. uh, on the airwaves. Sweet. In so this you... sweet caravan, so... <laughs> It's pretty nice, eh? Yeah, it's very nice. Obviously, you've got a few more home touches to make, but I think the tinsel adds a little something. I like it. 
Yeah. Hey, look, so can I, the, the serious side of this is, um, I, I remember taking my kids swimming and I was out with a five-year-old and a seven-year-old at the time and I realised I couldn't touch anymore and we'd been kind of swept off and I started swimming back and couldn't get back. And I called for help and a mate of mine thought I was waving to him, so he waved back. But the other guy I didn't know on the beach and they brought their surfboards out and we rescued the kids and it was all fine. I called for help before I really got into trouble. But what, what do you think, how do people stay safe when they're swimming at surf beaches and beaches with rips, which so many Kiwi beaches yeah, have? Yeah, sure. The, the first thing to do is to always try to swim at a patrolled beach. Um, that, that's the best advice. The lifeguards provide the safest area on a beach to swim. Um, and you can find your nearest patrol beach by actually going on the website at um, findabeach.co.nz. Sweet, find a beach, yep. Yeah, and, and, and that one will bring up all your patrolled locations. Other than that... Learning, learning how to read rips um, is, is pretty essential, especially on the surf beaches. Um, and there's several things that can point out a rip, you know, calm patches, discoloured water, crisscross stuff, things floating out to sea. Um, and usually on each side of it you'll have some really nice surf breaks. And I know it's a little bit counterintuitive, people see big waves and they think, oh, oh I don't I want to swim there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I won't go out in the big waves. Exactly, but um, as it turns out, that's generally the safest place. So. If people go to the beach, are you saying, if you arrive at a brand new beach, you've never swum at before and there's no patrol, and that's the beach, your beach for the day, you just sit there and look at the water for a wee while. You just try and work out what's going on, you don't just, you know, Absolutely. hightail it in. In addition to that, it's always worthwhile having a talk to some locals, you know, chat okay, to the people cool. around. Surfers yeah, are always great, those guys know the rips like the back of their hand. Yeah. Um, just just to get a gauge of, yeah. of, of the beach and yeah. yeah absolutely have a good look at it you're more likely to get into trouble on a brand new beach that you've never swum at before eh? uh, I mean yes and no <laughs> I mean uh, we, our statistics would show that um, locals actually also end up getting in trouble as well there's okay. there's different mindsets people can get caught out at times so. okay what say you're in a rip because this is what this, this, the experience that I had made me go we should actually not just talk about rips we should practice rips mm. because this is our summer beach and we're here every year and the rips change because it's a sandy beach mm, so sure. it made me think we should get some flotation devices like boogie boards and surfboards put the kids in the rip and see what happens mm. what do you reckon about that rip well, practice we could all do that together that, yeah. that's a great idea with a couple of lifeguards yeah, we can yeah. show you guys what it's like yeah um but not everybody can do that can they? no look uh you know you can you can go join some of the community education programs through surf um or even join a surf club and, and you'll get to do that experience it's quite good fun um other than that, there's a lot of videos online, YouTube and things like oh, yeah. that, like showing people how to get you what know, would be your and things number like that. one advice if you if you got caught in a rap? Look, I think the number one advice is just not to panic. Take a deep breath. Take a deep Take breath. A deep I, breath. I know it's it's very frightening. Um, from personal experience, I've been caught out at times. Yeah. And um, but the, the number one thing that actually gets people in trouble is actually panicking and, and using all their energy. Yeah, and I've heard using all their oxygen. So if people get caught in a rip and take a deep breath, they make themselves more buoyant. That's right. And they can think straight. That's right. Because you can't think straight when you're panicking, and if you feel like you're sinking that increases your panic. Okay, and then I've heard things like swim across a rip or go with a rip. Are those good advice? Yeah, absolutely. Advice? So, I mean, again, it, it depends on your um, uh, your, your swimming ability, really. If, if you fancy yourself as quite a good swimmer, um, swimming parallel to the beach is quite good, um, just just for sort of 30, 40 metres, and then um, and then try to head in towards, uh, towards the beach. Um, generally heading towards where the waves are is a great idea. Okay. But if you're not a great swimmer, um, just treading water, relaxing, um, and then Breathing. getting a hand straight up in the air, okay. um, that's that's the best way to, and, and just go with it. Have you got any stories of awesome rescues? Stories of awesome rescues. I, I mean, I guess uh, one of my, my favourite storytelling rescues is, um, it was actually up, right up north Whangarei Heads. Um, one day I was, I was actually on patrol and it was a... Uh, Quite a, quite a group of people in the water and um, in the flags having a good time. A little wave, about about a metre high on the face. And and um, one young fella was uh, out there and he'd, he'd drifted out a little bit too far. Uh, he didn't have fins on, unfortunately, and he also didn't have his... Uh, he was on a bodyboard and he didn't have his lanyard strapped to his hand. And he actually came, became separated from his board and he couldn't swim too well. He ended up uh, panicking quite quickly and then I saw him go under. So it becomes quite... You know, critical, critical and, and at that stage, and so um, you know, flew out the <laughs> out of the into the water there, and um, had to dive down and, and grab him and sort of stand on the bottom holding him up, pull my rescue tube in, and then pull myself up. The, you know, he he was okay. He was obviously very frightened. Um, he actually 
gripped hold of me and hugged me for a good two minutes before I could convince him to just hang onto the tube and let me pull him in. But um, you know, it was a, it was a very cool rescue and um, and it, and it was a good lesson for him, a frightening one. But um, I bet he wears his lanyard and fins these days. So. I bet he does. And it's not everybody who gets to go to work and save someone's life. No, no, that's right. And, and um, that, that's one of the best jobs um, within being a lifeguard. Even if you don't actually do a rescue on the day, you know that you're providing a, a pretty essential community service, especially over this time of the year, yeah. and um, making the beaches safe for everyone. Would you like something to drink? Sure. Here you go. Um, maybe you might need to save that till yeah, afterwards. Yeah, I'm going to have to save that till once yeah, we're finished. Yeah, off yeah, duty. Yeah, another hour or so. Yeah, cider. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, ha- feel free to stay around and have a drink. Well, I've got two last questions I'm asking everybody who I have on the show today. Uh, what's something you love about yourself? <laughs> I have been told that I'm quite a caring person. Um, it's quite obvious with the job that I do. And, yeah. and the amount of hours and times, the fact that we're working on Christmas Day. So. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, we'll get, get you another drink. Oh. You pass another? That's to share with one of your friends. It's not Thank to you. consume for yourself. Oh, there you go, great. there you go. And what about something you love about your life right now? Oh, look, I, I actually really love my job. I, um, I get to, to uh, make the beach safe or as safe as possible yeah. for um for the families and everyone in New Zealand coming to hang out I get to work with some amazing people awesome. um and and those guys really make a difference on the beach and it's it's exceptional I love it awesome hey Chase thanks for popping in no I hope worries. the beach is safe if you put Hamish in the box <laughs> is he keeping an eye on <laughs> oh we've got a number of guys out there okay no, cool. thanks for having me oh no awesome great and um yeah grab those drinks and have a great day we'll see okay. you we'll be in between the flags later all right I'll take these cheers awesome. might have an evening swim stay safe there's a lot of skin I can see a lot of skin keep yourself <laughs> <laughs> keep your side screen on awesome hey have a good day Thank you too. Hope everyone stays safe. Oh, brother! Edu, what are you doing? Get in here. Hey, brother, what are up. you doing here? Oh, no. Good to see you. Oh, man. Good to see you. Have you got a couple of minutes? For you? Yeah. <laughs> Never. Come into my caravan. <laughs> Do you Come into my caravan. I'd love to. I'd love to chat. How are you? I can't believe it. Is this like a beat? Do you come here much? Um, it's actually our first time. Is this yours? You, yeah, this is our caravan. No. Summer, yeah. Check oh, it out. Mandy would be jealous. I know. Well, where she she got the kids. Okay, no, so no. If, hang on, hang on. Let me introduce, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is Edu Drench, actor and ambassador for Tear Fund Extraordinaire, and soon to be blog personage of some renown. He's an actor, Shorten Street, and um, out. Landers. No, that's really close. Really close. Not not close oh, at all. I but hate um, not getting offspring. Offspring. I knew it started um, with though. Would you like a coffee? I would love a coffee. There you go. My um no my way. husband made a coffee. Stop it. Thank you so much. I know it's like half past five, but actually on Christmas Day. I mean. Sometimes you need one. We're gonna be up till, you know, the yeah. wee hours of the morning. Well, you are because you've got two new babies. So look, let's talk about. We were in Thailand and Cambodia this year. Mm. We got to hang out for six days. I think I got 24 hours sleep. You know, and the funny thing is we didn't really know each other before that. Not well. We uh, acquaintances at, at best. Once? Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. But it was actually, it was a really nice trip. I think it was, I think we both found it a little bit confronting without putting words in your mouth. Was your first trip as an ambassador for Tia Fund? Yeah, first time seeing the human trafficking stuff. Um, had been to third world countries before, went to East Timor, had been to Thailand and Cambodia before. And that was more looking at their development programs, you know. And so for me, seeing that the human trafficking stuff and their work that they're doing in that space, it was just confronting in a, in a bit of a different, yeah, a different way. What do you think it is? If you're thinking about this is Christmas Day and it's happy, happy, joy, joy, and it's I've got mm. my presents and I'm full, or it's, whoa, this is another Christmas Day and I've survived, because there are people in both camps, people who are remembering today, you know, people who they don't have with them. Human trafficking can feel like this foreign issue that's far away happening to somebody else. Mm. Why did you get involved? I think part precisely because of that reason. It, it feels far away and they feel like these voiceless people out there. But they, um, they aren't. They're just like you and I. Families just like you and I. Um, may have kids just like you and I. And, um, and I think it's so easy to dehumanize their story as this distant thing that is happening somewhere in another world. These people have been, their voices have been taken away completely. Mm. Um, their freedom has been stolen. Yeah, because you know? essentially and, they are, you know, and, and trapped you, in yeah, this totally. situation. And you, and you look at the numbers. And for me, like my worst nightmare is like if you, <laughs> is being um, wrongfully accused of a crime and locked away in prison, right? Um, 
And that's essentially what these what's happened to these people. They're, they're not wrongfully accused, but they've been locked away in these prisons. You know. Yeah. So I guess for me, I thought, hey, we've got an opportunity here to be the voice for the voiceless. Yeah. Was there a story from our, our tribe that you were impacted by specifically? Yeah, you know, there was a guy named Longdi who we met, and um, he was trafficked, I think, at the age of uh, five or six. Um, he, he actually had... Um, polio, didn't he? Polio, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, so was he, was, he, yeah. he didn't he have the polio. use of his legs. No, no, he lost his legs at quite an early age, and because of that, his family you know, had spent so much money trying to care for him. So they'd got into quite a bit of debt. And that's a classic story is people that, you know, um, are vulnerable through um, financial misfortune or, or getting into debt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, so the, the uh, broker came to his town, a broker being a guy that goes, okay, well, you know, these kids would make great beggar victims or yeah. prostitutes or whatever and promised them a good life along the you know, we'll look after him. Yeah, he can totally, beg for totally, us. He'll make some money. Yeah, It'll be absolutely. great. He can life. get out of debt. Promised like a wife. You know, he'll have a chance for education. Mm, all this kind of yeah. stuff. And yet, you know, so they take them, take them to Thailand. He was living in Cambodia. Take them across the border. Put them on a like street corner. You know, he doesn't Don't. have legs, so he looks great for a beggar, and they just make him big. You know, yeah, and and then treat him really badly. Totally, as well. he was telling us of like getting beatings if he um didn't collect enough money that day, or you know, he'd be sick on the corner with no food, no clothes, um, and you know, no one to care for him. And he told me the story of this one night when he was seven, sitting on the street corner, feeling terrible, no medicine, no one to care for him, completely alone, and just like crying out to God, going how can you do this? You know, like what's going on here, you know? But then hearing his story and seeing him now and seeing um, the independence that he has formed in himself and, and the education that he's got through um, Hagar, one of the Tear Fund's partners, and, um, and seeing the choices he's making about his future. And, mm. you know, he started a radio show to, to, yeah. to, um, to, to give um, the people of Cambodia counseling, you know, over the radio. I mean, awesome. I, how crazy is this? Yeah. This is incredible. So this kid at the age of three was trafficked. Now he's got a degree um, in, in, you know, counseling. counseling and he's got an English degree. And, and he's, he's going to work for Hagar. Yeah, totally. For me, it's just a phenomenal story of, um, of like redemption. You know, what a redemptive, beautiful story of something being made good again, you know? Yeah. The Drent household, how mm. do you do? What's summer going to look like for you guys this year? Well, I think, man, having kids, it just takes on such a different meaning. Um, we had our anniversary weekend a couple of weeks ago, five years married, and... Um, and we were both like, you know, in different rooms. Because you took the kids. Yeah, yeah, we took the kids. We're like, so we're in diff- in different, <laughs> different rooms on our sun. anniversary night. She's you know. with the- yeah, totally. Like yeah. being woken up like four times, up yeah. at 5.30. Um, you know, you plan your days around nap times. Yeah. There's plenty of coffee involved. Yeah. Like it becomes about experiencing um, the holiday as a family. What's fun for the family? Yeah. You know, how do we give them the best experience? And and kind of do things that as a family will remember, yeah. So lots of sitting around eating sand and playing at the beach for the drinks. Yeah, lots of exploring. But also you're building a house. We are, yeah, yeah. So we've just taken a break over some, oh, over Christmas, obviously, but um, the roof went on a couple of weeks ago. We're doing a blog, actually, building with the drinks. Um, .co.nz yeah just oh, chuck just that throw in, it in there which is actually launching on stuff um, hopefully mid-Jan so okay cool uh, and, and so if people th- want to see how a Kiwi family with two little kids build a house yeah our, our first home and for me the interesting thing was the reason I wanted to do it hey what Terry is she going to play a song yes, yes. yes. Merry Christmas you too sorry to crash your Come in. Come in. I saw, you know, the caravan on the beach, and I thought, <laughs> well, I've been, what sky- the heck? I've been skiting about the fact that you might come down and play a song for us today. Oh, well, you know, um, I'm the perfect woman and mother. Everything is just Every, you are no the, stress. You are. <laughs> <laughs> the food cooks itself, the children care Absolutely. and clean for themselves, the presents wrap themselves. Yeah. Can I offer you a drink? Would you like a little cider or an LP? Oh, my or goodness. A wee I love juice? an LP. Okay, be it's been the drink of choice it's today. It's such a Kiwi thing. Oh. I love, you know, that for my wedding in Canada, yeah. I had a wedding here, yep. and then I had a wedding there, and I brought cases of LP as my carry on. I you did. did. Not. That's amazing. <laughs> Which, speaking by the way, your, your wedding ring is beautiful oh thank you thank wow. you darling yeah i chose well <laughs> tammy have you met edu before edu drinks a, a, a kiwi actor and i do home know builder. who he is yes. yeah tammy nelson award-winning silver scrolls i know i know, I know. I, yeah, you know yeah, you yeah, name yeah. it you had just done a tour this yeah. year yeah, with all that and there's been a doco on prime i know i know it sounds all very fancy is it fancy um it feels pretty fancy
Etsy. But yeah, it's been a really busy year. And, and do I, your security guards follow you everywhere? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my four-year-old and my two-year-old yeah, yeah. are my security <laughs> detail. Yeah. They look very intimidating. Four and two, two-year gap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've got two-year gap as well. Uh, it's good. It's uh, good. It? Okay, well, uh, it, I'm just so sleep-deprived so. that I don't know any better. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm, I'm glad things pick up, man. Fantastic. Something to look forward to. He was just describing oh. his wedding anniversary where they went away with the kids and they're both yeah. sleeping in different rooms. My wife, while slept, on, my wife slept on the couch with, with our like, four-week-old and you know I slept in a room with my son being kicked in the face. Why was the whole she night. on the couch yeah. and you in the bed? Well, no, got, don't even no, explain. I'm not old. Where's he going to sleep? <laughs> yeah, the little boy. It's all about the little boy. It's all about the little boy. And Nielsen Summer, what's a summer holiday for you guys? Oh, man. Well... It's actually, it's, it's, I, I still can't always get my head around the fact that it's not snowing, being from Canada originally. Surely. Um, so summer and Christmas feel wrong, but really, really right. Mm, mm. <laughs> my mom has flown over from Canada for the month, and she's, you know, every day skiting and putting photos of us on the beach um, and at the park and in the sunshine. So uh, she's loving it. So, yeah, she's our, our Christmas happening this year awesome yeah that's so much fun it's a wonderful gift how's um don't be afraid the album 2016 how's that going it's really great it's it came out here end of last year so it's been out a year in new zealand spotify says 2016 yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) well it is it has been released in 2016 everywhere else in the world it's only new zealand that got the cutting edge you know you guys get the sneaky firsts of everything yeah because you deserve it you know Mm. yeah Yeah. can i ask you a question because for me i would imagine that you've been working on this thing for such a long time right and then you finally record it and then uh, you know do the post and then then you release it right Mm. and i don't know like working on a show i often feel like you do all the script work and then you shoot it and then it's like eight months before anyone sees it and by that time people like oh tell me about it tell me about it and I'm like, and like what was it about I can't again? even remember. Like, <laughs> so who, who did I play? You know, or something. Yeah, um, yeah. Is there a bit of that with a with an album? There can be. Like with with this last album, it was a really really special album. It was about my dad. I oh, I lost right. him last year, and so it was all very. When I first released it in New Zealand, I was absolutely terrified to do interviews because I thought I would go in mm. and just fall apart. And some of them I did. Some mm. of them I was in tears and and you know which is embarrassing but it's did you make peace with that like it sounds powerful to me rather than yeah well it was actually uh, unfortunately you you work it all out in public but Mm. you do work it all out so in the beginning it was very raw it was very hard but then having now a year has passed since the release of the album and I was now doing all the press for Canada and the US and having to kind of talk about it all over again. It was really strange. I thought, oh, it's going to be much easier. Mm. I won't be falling mm. apart. It won't be so raw. But there, they still, I, so I did get gotcha. through a lot of it. But there were some, one uh, in particular, it was the CBC in Canada. And this guy had done his research, man. He dug up footage. I grew up in a family band with my dad. So he had dug up this footage of us talking when I was 18 wow. and it was our whole family talking and hearing dad's voice yeah, totally. and then having to talk about it. <laughs> I just, oh, it was like this Barbara Walters moment, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I still get it. It still jumps on you every once And he is your dad. Uh, absolutely. You'll always be sad. I think it will always be, yeah. it'll always be there. I think someone had a really good example of, they said, you know, grief, it's, it's like a tiny cup and at first it just, it fills quickly and it overflows and overflows mm. and overflows. And then as time goes by, little drops fill it, little drops fill it, and then something will make it spill over, but mm. it takes longer for that to mm. spill over. That's a so, lovely analogy. Yeah, and I think, so that cup is always there, and it's yeah. always being full, and it's fine when it spills over, but it is it is nice when it's not constantly yeah, spilling yeah, yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And obviously, so, call for your mum to be out this oh, year. Oh, it's why, wonderful. It, that's why she is Christmas this year. She is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's you sound awesome. like a walking version of Brene Brown in action. You know, there's like vulnerability Yeah, everywhere. the power <laughs> of vulnerability. Yeah, it's like daring greatly, you know, Legendary. personified. I'm Fantastic. just this throbbing heart that yeah. just does interviews, you know? We, lo- so we awesome. love a throbbing <laughs> heart. He's a heart throb and you're a throbbing heart. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a great segue. <laughs> great thing. I love it. <laughs> no, that's good. No, it was really good. It was really good. It was a good segue. Yeah, yeah. it was a great segue. Are you going to play us a song? I, I keep promising. A song. I would so I can. love it. So I was asked to play a little Christmassy tune, and I've, obviously I don't have my band with me. I've actually been doing this show this year. That's um, It's called Songs of Sinners, and it's a, it's a show that I curated for... Uh, the Christchurch Jazz and Blues Festival. And it's about the history of how gospel music became rock and roll. And so this is kind of one of the songs that ties in with that, but it is a, a kind of a Christmas, an old Christmas spiritual, if you will. 
go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born now in a lonely manger humble Christ was born and God sent our salvation that blessed Christmas born I said now go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain Christ is born. Well, shepherds watch their flocks. Oh, silence flocks by night. Low above in the heavens, there shone a holy light. I said, Go tell it on the mountain. Over the hills and everywhere I go Tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is born <laughs> Are you kidding me? That is the best, you are the best Come and live with me <laughs> I've got goosebumps. I'm like. So, Tammy, do you, do you guys all get together and sing around the campfire? We were talking about summer being guitars. Um, Would not, you take a break? Really like, anymore. no time. Not really anymore. Yeah, my boys are usually like, mummy, no. Hey, oh, sorry, wow. Tammy. Oh, Great. Hello. G'day. Um, awesome. Would you like to sit here? Let me move. Let no, me well, let move. me move. Let me move. I, I think i got to get going anyway. i got to get Okay, you've got to get the kids. P, so much love to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas much love to you. Tammy. Tammy, nice to meet you. You too. Legendary. Good all luck, you too. I'm jumping in here. Holidays. Good looking. Come on, this is the rev. The rev. The rev. Personification of wisdom right here. Yeah, just like that. Awesome. Merry Christmas. Yeah, you too, brother. See you guys later. Merry Christmas, everybody. See you. Happy holidays. I'm taking my LMP. Yes, do it. And enjoy the summer sun. Are they all leaving me? I know. It's just you and me, brother. Actually, I think what we'll do is we'll... um. We're just in the mood for some music, so we'll hook into Jackie Clark and Light of the Stable. This is a great Kiwi Christmas song, and then you and I need to talk. All right. It's Petra's Christmas Caravan on News Talk ZB.
Awesome. That was the dulcet tones of Jackie Clark and light of the stable. It's always good to keep some Kiwi Christmas carols in your pocket, especially for this time um, on Christmas Day. And if you're just joining us, we are hanging at the beach in my caravan. And it's been a pretty sweet hour. We've had Tammy Nielsen play a beautiful song, gospel number, and a couple of friends call by. And, and my husband sent over a surf lifesaver. So, so if you didn't hear it, if you get stuck in a rip, do some breathing and that will help you. If you get caught out, stop and breathe, don't panic. But there's no need to panic now because I've actually um, got my last guest for the hour is Greg Burson, who's actually, you're known by some as the Rev, but if you're at a dinner party, because you're the boss of my church, but how do you introduce yourself if somebody says, what do you do for a living? I have multiple ways of expressing my vocational Desire. Yeah, yeah. What's one of them? <laughs> um, What's sometimes I tell them I work for charities or I consult with different leaders. Consult with the most high. <laughs> yeah. I call myself a spiritual consultant sometimes. Oh, do you? Awesome, fun. Yeah, or a professional supervisor. So. But there's a guy at your gym that calls you the Rev, eh? Yeah, he um, found out I work for a church, so he calls me the Rev. In fact, it started by him calling me the Revelator when he saw me on a boxing bag one day and he decided I needed a name to describe my my skill set. So this time of year, we, we, I've had some pretty interesting discussions at breakfast this morning. The kids were saying, oh man, it would sort of be stink to be Jesus, wouldn't it? Because at Christmas and your birthday, you'd only get one present because <laughs> Christmas is your birthday. Okay. <laughs> so, so like, there, are, you know, we're all getting presents and the reason we get presents is because Constantine decided that we would celebrate Christmas and it would be this idea of joy and love and peace. But but when I think about Christmas being Jesus' birthday, it's not just about, oh, this awesome-ass guy was born who represented love and so here's a present. It's, it's something slightly more mysterious about Jesus as God on earth. How do you unpackage it? Like, what do you say? Oh, I think for me Christmas is obviously about giving. It's about caring, about sharing, um, and it is about remembering that we celebrate this holiday season by honouring an, an old tradition, an age-old tradition of the birth of the baby Jesus. Even my daughter this morning went, wow, it must have been, I don't know, Jesus' childhood would have been pretty intense, eh, because there's so much responsibility, saviour of the world. But actually, did he grow up thinking, oh, Man, this is this is a heavy workload. I'm, I've got some stuff to do. What do you reckon? Uh, I, I don't. I, personally, I don't think so. I don't think no, he don't understood think so. the the full dynamic or the full reality of his life. I think it was a uh, something that evolved as he grew. God actually having to deal with what life on earth is really like. Yeah, I think. I mean, for me, it's about how how we understand God valuing the human condition. When I think about the guests we've had today, we talked to a surf lifesaver who saved a guy's life, and not mm. just one, but he told us the story of a guy's life he saved. And we've talked to Edu, who obviously working through tier funds, helped raise funds to get people out of human trafficking, mm. to get yeah. them into a place of freedom where they can have a life from being yeah. you know, essentially in a living hell. And so when we feel, I guess, at this time of year, you do take stock a bit coming into Christmas and you can think, oh, what's it, what's it all for? It's just another year. It's just paying the mortgage. I'm just, you know, on the treadmill. Actually, as humans, we can make a powerful difference whether you're surf life-saving or, or not. Yeah. I mean, for me, one of the big ideas of Christmas is that uh, life is a gift. And the ultimate gift that God speaks to us about is that life is a gift, so keep opening it. Keep letting it be exposed to the world that you live in. So what does keep opening it mean? Does it mean try new stuff? Or does it mean be friendly to somebody you've never met? What does it mean? I think it's about evolving as a human and letting love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, letting those ideas of what it means to flourish as a human um, live in us and come alive. This is what God looks like. It looks like love. And it's kindness to your neighbour, yeah. kind word to somebody, yeah. Yeah. like not being offended when your mother-in-law is really annoying. Um, oh, you, you can know, be offended. Yeah, I, think, 
I, I, I think <laughs> yeah, there's few. I, I think know. Jesus was human, you know. I don't think you can deny your humanity in the midst of your becoming. Yeah. You know, you you still got to be human, but you've also got to allow stuff that's beyond your humanity, what I call the divine DNA, to surface in our lives, so that we understand that incarnation is about something hidden in the human DNA that comes to the surface in times that makes seasons like Christmas beautiful. What will your summer look like? What does a guy who runs a church do in summer? Um, For me, it really is about rest and it's about reconnecting with another form of God's incarnation, which is creation. So I um, look for life in the waves and at the beach and I relax and I listen to God in creation. So funny, a friend rang me the other day and she said, so I was in church and I like kind of cocked my head because she doesn't go to church. She goes, I was running. And I'm like, that is so awesome. Like for her, she was hanging out with God on her run. Yeah. You know, and I know somebody else who's like, oh, I feel closest to God when I'm surfing. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, it's yeah. not about going to a building at a set time, although I love coming to your building. I think you yeah. you speak great. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you. This is like the second time you've been on Radio A. Tell me, what was the first time you went on radio? Um, the first time on radio was when I was rung at some early hour, I think it was probably about 5.36 in the morning when the planes flew into the Twin Towers and the radio station, what would you call them, DJs? Yeah, 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 Yeah. hosts, yeah. Yeah, they said, you know, um, we're looking for someone to pray for the families who are experiencing incredible grief and pain during this time. I I thought it was a prank, so they gave me a moment to turn the TV on and, and the next thing I found myself praying... Um, for the people who were struggling with that moment um, in the world's history. So, um, yeah, it was, it was really, really moving. Yeah. yeah. And prayer is a thing that's common to every culture in the world, I yeah. was reading. It's the most universal uh, spiritual reality. You know, it's the, it's the universal spiritual language of all cultures. Really? Hey, yeah. do you want to pray for us this Christmas? Yeah. Okay, cool. I just sprung that on you. Is pray that for okay? You no, I mean pray for New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay, go on. Uh, God, I thank you today for this amazing season, this incredible time where we celebrate a beautiful moment in history where love was revealed in the form of a small child that invited us into a new way of being. I pray that you would help us to enjoy Christmas, to be safe, uh, to find love and peace and hope uh, for the coming year. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks, brother. I know I sprang that on you. That was awesome. You You should consider leading a church. That would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Merry Christmas. I got you to work on Christmas Day. That's mean, isn't it? But it's Sunday, hey. Thank you. Yeah, no, that was really cool. I'm... I'm, um, I've really enjoyed the last hour. We've had singing and we've had chatting and yeah, we've had how to stay safe. And I hope people do find love and be love this Christmas and have wonderful holidays. They've got some playlist ideas, some staying safe in the water ideas, giving to your community. It's been fantastic hanging out with you for the last hour. We're actually going to finish with a song. It's awesome. my um, son's favourite carol this year, Hark the Herald Angels, but the version's a little bit uh, a cappella and a little bit electronic. This is Pentatonix. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah.